0: May 2nd. Welcome, everybody, to the Sports.com Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Adam Azer here with Al Melchior and Nando Pino Nando, I apologize, I have not seen Cabin in the Woods yet.
1: Oh, uh, it's alright. Take your time, man. There's, yeah. there's a movie theater right down the street from here where it's playing all day long.
0: Well, you know, I work, right? Oh, well, when the day's over, what are you doing at 7.05? I watch the Yankees game. Come on, you yeah, know?
1: DVR and fast forward to the <laughs> <laughs> All right,
2: so, gonna be Adam Azer here. So, Yankees game or Cabin in the Woods? Cabin in the Woods. All right.
1: There are 162 Yankees games. Not anymore. So,
0: well, We're down know, to like 130 something. Cabin right? in
1: the Woods, I fear, will be out of theaters. You know when Avengers comes out.
0: Oh, all right, it well, I'll might, give it a might shot. get the pump. I'll try to see it over the weekend. It
1: wasn't even on the marquee outside.
0: It's Yeah, I hear very good things. We recommend it on the show. Unless you're scared of things, then. Oh, no. It's not scary. It's I, not scary. I,
1: my brother got very mad at me. He's like, man, I went and I saw it and it wasn't scary. I'm like, oh, yeah, It's, it's not, not
0: scary. All right, then take the family. It's meta. <laughs> Don't take the family. Don't either, take though. the family. There
1: are boobs and blood.
0: Bad <laughs> advice. Oh, all right. Well, now we know. It's all right. I'll it, so be so there in the like afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, let's get to the show today. We have a lot to talk about. We'll do a little bit of grade the trade later on. Take some emails. baseball at CBS Interactive.com. Podcast in the subject line. I want to remind everybody to watch Fantasy Baseball 360. That's live on CBS Sports.com, live video show with Al, Nando, and Scott and George Sedano. Weekdays, 5 p.m. Eastern. Follow us on Twitter at Al Melk, CBS, Al M E L C, at Nando CBS, and Andy o, at CBS Scott White, at Adam Azer, A I Z E R, and at CBS Fantasy BB, and Facebook.com slash CBS Sports Fantasy Baseball. And following us on Twitter, or, you know, following um, at CBS Fantasy BB and the Facebook account. Really helpful stuff. Good updates throughout the day. It'll keep you on top of things. We've got stats of the day. We've got the Longoria injury and just a busy, busy night in baseball. So let's start with stat of the day number one, which I came up with, which is really not that good. And then stat of the day number two is from uh, a listener, and it's a lot better. So anyway, stat of the day num- uh, number one. Adam Wainwright has allowed six home runs in 26 and two-thirds innings so far. In 2010, he allowed 15 home runs in 230 and a third inning. So you can say clearly he is being plagued by the long ball. And he gave up two last night to Alvarez and Tabata. Did get the win with seven innings, four runs, six Ks. Let's talk about Adam Wainwright, Nando. You worried about these home runs?
1: No, I don't think so. I don't really have anything to back up. <laughs> <laughs> I just not. No, I mean you know this happens sometimes. Guys get into grooves or whatever, and you know uh, he could. I mean, obviously, I don't think he's just going to allow nine the rest of the way and even out that fifteen home run number. But you know, he's coming off a lost season. Give the guy, give the guy a little chance to to right the ship, so to speak.
2: A stat guy is this yeah. A problem? I'm doing more of my you know multitasking, listening while looking stuff up, and I'm I'm looking <laughs> up the home run distances on on these babies, and uh, yeah, it's kind of all over the place. It's not like they're all you know. 400-foot, you know, 4'10 shots. So, eh, I I can't get that worried yet.
0: Are we advising Wayne owners to just stay the course and keep throwing him out there and wait for him to hit his stride? Yeah, because the rest of his stats look really good. He only gave up four runs in seven innings. That's kind of nice. To the Pirates. Uh, Pedro Alvarez, one of the hottest players
1: in baseball right now. But that's not a very good lineup. Uh, It could be on its good days. (laughs) Tabata Alvarez, former top prospects. Uh, That's about it. (laughs) <laughs> and they both homers. Come on, I'm just going Andrew McCutchen. Uh, no homers. Clint
0: Barmes. Neil Walker. <laughs> Alex Miller. Neil Presley. Walker. There you go.
1: They can be dangerous. Like the Twins can be dangerous on those good days.
0: All right, but you expect an ace, Adam Wainwright, to shut down the Pirates, and he didn't. Yeah. All right. Anyway, stat of the day, stat of the day number two. Uh, this is a great stat, and it's from Chris Senteff in Nashville, and I looked it up and I confirmed. After Jesus Montero went 4-for-4 last night and will be catching much more frequently with Miguel Olivo's injury, I thought it might be something you guys would want to know. When batting as a catcher this season, Jesus Montero is 13-for-24 with 3 home runs, 8 RBIs, 4 runs, 2 doubles, and a walk, a 542 average, and a slugging percentage of 1,000. When batting as a DH this season, he's 12 for 61, basically a 197 average and a slugging percentage of 245. So he is terrible as a DH, and he is elite as a catcher. Maybe he's the kind of guy who needs to be more involved in the game. And then I wanted to add one stat to this, just in case you're thinking home road splits. Well, he has 56 road at bats this year, 29 at home, and the slugging percentage is very similar, but his batting average is much higher on the road. Uh, but, look, he's getting you know, a lot more power, a lot more production as a catcher, and now he's going to be catching more in theory. Um, what do we think about Montero? Could this be maybe a good time to buy low, if that's possible?
2: I just think it's a good time to buy low because I just think the guy's a good hitter, a good power hitter, and the, the power's going to come, I think, even in Safeco Field. And uh, it's it's an interesting stat. Um, it You know, I think it, it bears watching, but these are just such, such small samples. You could see all kinds of weird things uh you know, in 50 at-bats. So not sure it means anything yet, but it's, it's an interesting theory to test out.
0: Let's talk about the Evan Longoria injury, Nando. He's out four to eight weeks. What do you think about Elliott Johnson?
1: uh you know al uh, did not have kind words to say about elliot johnson yesterday <laughs> no about his play, about his role he said, right, yeah he no, start, I but i mean it's it, if that's the way they're gonna go then that's the way they're gonna go and he's got you know he's got some speed maybe a little bit of average
2: i just i don't and actually i've always kind of liked johnson as a sleeper i guess not not maybe the last year or two but two three years ago um when he put up some nice power numbers in the minors and i thought like if this guy just had an opportunity to play he could surprise people with middle infield eligibility but then madden just kept on seeming to pass him over when there were opportunities. Yeah. Maybe this is you know, finally the time. But I, I, now I'm just not really trusting Joe Madden to give him those study at-bats. He does seem to like to move guys around.
1: We were talking about this yesterday. So, we were, yeah. we play, this is the little games we play by our desks. <laughs> was that Kepinger? It could be Kepinger at third in a, in a Madden-esque move. And, uh, and Elliott Johnson just kind of utility around the, the infield.
2: Yeah, it just might be one of those situations where it's not really good for anybody. Not for Keppinger, not for Johnson. Joe Madden's a weird guy with his lineups. I mean, he he yeah. could he could put uh, I don't know Ben Zobrist to third. Hey, that said, you know if Elliott Johnson's available in your AL only league, and I suspect he probably is at this point, uh, he's worth the pickup.
0: Yeah, I'm not happy about it as a Carlos Pena owner. He loses yeah. that protection behind him. Yeah, uh, you know, he, and that's no good. But anyway, I'm going to give some third base options here. Almost everyone on this list, and it's not a very good list. <laughs> Third base is not the deepest of positions. Um, almost everyone here, Chipper Jones owned 41% of leagues. Everyone else below that. So here are a lot of names. Tell me who you like. Matt Carpenter. No, he's Sh- going to lose yeah. with, uh, yeah, already Craig with Craig back. back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sean Figgins. No, thanks. Ty Wigginton. Nah. Chris Johnson. Like him. Kyle Seeger. <laughs> like him. Uh, Chipper Jones. Yeah, you got to like Chipper Jones. He barely plays, though. He, yeah. He's still hurt. Uh, Chipper Jones, by the way, everybody here up until this point is ranked in order of points. So it's Carpenter, Figgins, Wigginson, Chris Johnson, Kyle Seeger, then Chipper Jones. Uh, then we've got guys like Ian Stewart, Miseris Turris, and Robert Andino.
1: I think I'd roll the dice with Stewart, who's playing every day on this list. Yeah, out of that group. Well, Chris Johnson, yeah. I like, I'll match Al's enthusiasm on Chris Johnson. <laughs>
0: the, like him. <laughs> and he's, o- he's owned in, in 14% of leagues. It's less than Wigginson, less than Figgins, less than Carpenter. Uh, Less than Kyle Seager. So who who are the two winners on this list? For me, it's uh, Chris Johnson and
1: Seager, and easily. I'd I'd make a case for Ian Stewart, but I don't want to ruin anyone's team if he doesn't catch fire. (laughs) But he is playing every day. You give him that much. They're giving him the long leash. They like his defense, so it's not like he's not going to play. It's Just a question of when's he going to turn around and start hitting again,
0: yeah here's something from Twitter from Tim Wilson. If you had other good options, would you give up Encarnacion for Longoria and Stash him in a head to head league? That's an interesting way to play this. Let's say you have a strong team. now you can go get Evan Longoria to a desperate from a desperate owner. Uh, if you're deep at third base, what do you think about that?
2: I like it a lot. I mean, if you can afford to do it, I wouldn't completely mortgage the position for two months or more. But if you've got somebody to fill in at third base, um, it's a great sell high
1: on E5 and um, good buy low on Longo. I don't think I'm comfortable with this one. You're gonna In two months from now, you're finally going to be able to use Longoria. And then it's going to take him a little while to get going. So you're giving up Encarnacion, who's, who's discovered some kind of magic in his bet.
0: Yeah, from t- another one from Twitter, from Jordan Grieve. How have you not talked about Encarnacion lately? The guy is on fire. <laughs> I guess I've uh, sold him short here on, on the show. Yeah, he's... Well, there are 700 players to talk I about. It's, it's <laughs> absurd. It's so hard. Compared to football, man, you can talk about everybody you want in football. In baseball, there are like 15 guys a day I have to leave off the show. But Encarnacion, how much are you buying into him right now? I mean a little
2: bit, and as we talked about on 360 yesterday, there's there's one really nice sign, which is that his at bats have gotten a lot longer this year. Um, he's being a much more patient hitter, and that kind of fits in with the Blue Jays' hitting philosophy, their team philosophy. So there may be something to it, and maybe I'm selling him short by saying sell him high. But I still, I just I like the idea of getting that proven commodity in Evan Longoria for a guy who may or may not sustain
1: a trend that he's built over a couple weeks. See, my argument is that as a designated hitter now, he doesn't have to worry about the defense. Now now Encarnacion is thinking about half of what he had to think about last year, like becoming a better fielder. He doesn't have to worry about that anymore. He's just a designated hitter. So maybe those longer at-bats are a
0: result of him just being a DH and working just solely on his batting. Encarnacion or Sandoval? Sandoval. Sandoval. Bonifacio. Encarnacion. Mm. (laughs) Bonifacio. Bonifacio. Encarnacion
2: or A-Rod? Arod. A-Rod. Oh, okay. It makes it sound like a hate Encarnacion.
0: I, really, I like him yeah, just I a little too. less than all those guys. All right, time to uh, play dropper stash. Some pitchers who struggled yesterday. Actually, uh, two who struggled, two who pitched well. Another bad start for Francisco Liriano. He's owned in half our leagues. Dropper stash. Drop. Stash. One more. That's <laughs> it. One more time. One more time. Obaldo Jimenez is owned in 92% of leagues, drop or stash. He only has 14 strikeouts in 22 and two-thirds, and he was pretty bad last night with six walks and four and two-thirds. There is no
2: silver lining here. There's nothing I can look to and say he can build on this skill or
0: that. He's just terrible. Drop him. I'm going to stash him for now. <laughs> would you drop him for uh, Drabeck? Yes, I would. You wouldn't, Nando? No, I would not. For Jason Hamill? S-
1: uh, no. Nah.
0: Yeah, I would drop uh,
2: Ubaldo for Hamill too. And notice how the tide for me is turning on Drabek a little bit. Yeah,
1: yeah, Ubaldo at his best is such a good pitcher, though. And I just think if they rediscover whatever it is that's wrong, you've got you know you've got this great ridiculous pitcher. There's just yeah, who did it in Colorado.
2: You're right. I mean, you could get burned by it, but there's just so many promising options out there that are still available in so many leagues. Guys who are you know who are actually performing and. Uh, Look, with somebody like Tim Lincecum, you know, and he is showing little small signs of improving. Uh, You know, I think it would be ridiculous to drop him. Yeah. But, I mean, Ubaldo, this is now close to two years. I mean, I say close because it really is the second half of of 2010, almost all of last year, and now the beginning of this year. I mean, it's just enough is enough as far as I'm concerned. You've had
1: enough. 8% of
0: leagues. (laughs) I bet you that number shrinks pretty pretty markedly. 92? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Cahill, I I think I put him on here because I think we made a case of dropping him last time we talked about him, Um, but I don't remember specifically. (laughs) I mean, he's owned an 87. Welcome to our world, man. (laughs) Where did I say that? (laughs) Right, you guys have so many platforms now, a live video show, a podcast, chats, columns, and you're losing track of what you're saying. But Trevor Cahill, uh, just your overall thoughts on him. He took a four-hit shutout into the eighth inning, ended up allowing one run in Washington, but this was coming after two mm, lousy outings. Uh, thoughts on Cahill? It's always a wild ride with him, but um, you know when I,
2: you look at the total stat line, I still think it was deceptive because I think there's been a lot of good in in what he's done, and, and the thing, the variable for him is his control. And when he's bad, he's really bad. But on the whole, I, I think Cahill's a little bit underrated. He came into this week uh, 62% uh, active. I think that was a, a little bit low. So uh, I think he's a guy that you could still start in one-start weeks most of the time. He's got a 2 star
1: week this week, though.
0: Right? Well, even better, yeah. Yeah,
1: people were asking, would you do Cahill
0: two starts or blah, 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 one start?
1: I thought it was a no-brainer to do
0: Cahill yeah, two I agree. starts. I agree. Rick Porcello, dropper stash. He had a decent outing. Uh, basically, five starts this year, two bad ones, and three good ones. And he's owned in about half our leagues. Porcello. He is droppable.
2: Yeah. I'm not saying drop him just to drop him. But, again, he's a guy who – he's he's just a classic stream pitcher. And uh, I guess the thing is to look ahead to next week and see – top of mind, I don't know what his matchups are. But, uh, you know, even if you dropped him right now, you could probably find somebody just as good to replace him for next week.
0: Three up. Three players trending up. Brett Lurie hit a walk-off home run against Mike Adams. And that won the game for Toronto over Texas. But he's only fifteenth in head-to-head leagues and eleventh in Roto amongst third basemen. So, uh, your thoughts on him, and then I'll I'll play the Azer game and make you compare him. What, what do you think about Fred Lory? <laughs> Is that trademark now? <laughs> I think you trademarked it for <laughs> me. Uh, what, what do you think about Lori right now? Love him. Yeah. I,
1: I saw him. You look at his minor league numbers, and he's like a miniature Ryan Braun. Maybe not a miniature, maybe a younger Ryan Braun. <laughs> and you know, it's, it's it'll take a couple Is years for him to be a elite. No, I just no. <laughs> oh, I didn't no. Why would you put those words into my mouth? No, just kidding. First of all, Ryan Braun was exonerated. Hey, look, don't tell me I love <laughs> Ryan Braun, <laughs> but he—he's just his numbers are are, are kind of similar to what you can see a you know a Braunish type path. So you think he ends up in the top twelve? I think he's if if you consider Lowry a buy low right now, he's a tremendous buy low.
0: Lowry or Avilas? Rest of the year. Lowry, Lowry by a lot. Lowry or Arod? Lowry, Lowry, yeah. Encarnacion. Then you're going to take him over Encarnacion. I will. I will not. Wait, no, yeah, I will not take Encarnacion over Laurie. <laughs> you will take Laurie. Yeah. Michael Saunders is three-up number two. He had his fourth home run. He's got some new mechanics, and he's hitting a little bit better. Why? Well, what's wrong with this car? <laughs> uh, where's a little monkey with the drums? <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in Anaheim. Uh, could Michael Saunders be a mixed-league outfielder, Al? Uh,
2: I'm doubtful. I'm doubtful. Um, I mean, I do like him a lot for AL only, but there's a long way to go to get from viability in that format to mixed league. A lot of good hitting outfielders still. So uh, it's, it's nice to see, but need to see a lot more from Saunders. Saunders or Cody Ross? Mm, I think I'm still going. Cody, just
0: the, the proven power record with Cody Ross. Saunders or Jordan Schaefer? Saunders. Saunders. Saunders or Tory Hunter, who has four home runs in five games. That's tough. I think we go Tory there. Yeah, I think I might go Tory Hunter on that one. But now you're making it sound like Tory Hunter is barely a mixed league guy. I think he Yeah, is barely I think a mixed that's about right. Guy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fair.
1: I mean, unless something this is like he's taking the team on his back and decides to pick up the slack for everyone, which it kind of looks like he's doing right now.
2: Yeah. And again, I mean to say that somebody's barely mixed league and I should be clear that, you know, when I say that, at least I mean a 12-teamer. Yeah. yeah, yeah um, you know, that's not that's not a slight. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, good outfielders I put in that category.
0: David Freeze hit his sixth home run and his third in five games. He's hitting .325. I think we like him, yeah. but I ask you, would you sell high because he could end up on the DL at any time? just yeah. given his history, if, you know, if you can get
2: somebody to pay for him like he's um, Brett Lowry, Evan Longoria, yeah, you know, a healthy Evan Longoria, absolutely. But I'm feeling a, a little silly at this point for not making him a sleeper guy this year because he's shown the power in the minor leagues, but for whatever reason, I just maybe it's the injury thing. I've just always been a little extra cautious with freeze, but maybe I,
0: I think this could be legit. Yeah, seem hashtag more legit than you think. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back. It seems that way. Three down now. Eric Hosmer, 0 for his last 19. He's batting 180. He does have five home runs, 13 RBIs. Hosmer, Nando, what's going on? It looks like he's very streaky.
1: I mean, he started out the year low. And then he got on a little hot streak, and now he's back on a cold streak. So, I don't know. I think at the end of the year, it's all going to even out. Um, You know, I was a little less enthusiastic about Hosmer than year. people. Yeah, both of you were, yeah. Um, So, I'm not – I mean, I don't know. I don't like trashing the guy because he's still good. He's just not – I think what people put him up – he's not Brett Lowry. I'll put it that way. Lori, Brett Lowry. I don't know. Which one's Lowry
0: and which one's (laughs) Lowry? Jed Lowry, Brett Lowry. Lowry. Jed Lowry's hitting the ball pretty well, too, right now, (laughs) by the way. Um, Carlos Beltran, three down, number two. He's cold. No home run since April 18th. No multi-hit games since April 20th. And yesterday on Fantasy Baseball 360, uh, George Sedano asked you guys, Beltran or Suspedes? And I was like, oh, they're going to say Beltran. And they both said Suspedes. So explain <laughs> I, I really yourself. Had to, I really had to think about
2: that. And what, you know, two things really made it uh, a decisive uh, choice for me, which is, you know, first of all, the injury history of Beltran, and the upside of Cespedes. Um, and, and I could easily accept that Beltron could wind up being better this year, have a more productive season. But I'm just more enticed by Cespedes. I just you know, think he's probably going to play more games, and and the upside's a lot higher. I think Cespedes
1: has shown himself to be legitimate. I don't know if the, if the average is going to be higher than 240, 250, right. but I think he's a legitimate 20-20, maybe 25-25,
0: maybe 30-20 kind of player. He's stealing bases. He's hitting for power. For the record, in standard leagues, Beltran is ranked higher than Suspetus right now, but they are very close. Right now, right now, yeah. But this is after his cold streak. Now, do you do you think Beltran rebounds here, or did we kind of miss a chance to sell high on him because he got off to a really good start? Uh, he's like a bouncing ball to me. Like you, you slam it the first time,
1: it goes way up, then it comes down. And the second time it comes up, it doesn't go as high, and then you know, I think that's what's going to happen with Beltran. I don't think he's going <laughs> to. Is he's that like is Super that crazy? Ball. Yeah, I don't think he's as he's he's going to go back up to where he was earlier this year because he was playing out of his mind, but I think, you know, he'll he'll even out to a nice 280.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, he could Some home runs, out- twenty home runs, yeah. maybe. Yeah, he could outperform Um I wouldn't rule it out by any means. So he could. But- yeah, I
0: think he's going to be better than this. No, no, I'd like for you to find somebody that you could compare to, like a tether ball. Not- <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he goes around one way, and then he comes back the other way <laughs> no. faster. You know, so just think of someone.
2: Uh, three down. I think Aaron Hill is like a tether ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. You might have to explain that. Thank you, Al. Yeah, for for that first, that well, I came up with the name. Now I have to come up with the explanation. That's the harder part. <laughs> you can throw out a name. That's pretty easy. Adam Lind is three down number three. He's struggling. He is owned in 76% of leagues, batting 203, one home run, and seven RBIs. Dropper stash, Adam Lind. I'm dropping. He's, you know, who he's
1: like the perfect guy for a throw-in on a lot of these trades we've been seeing with, like, Albert Pujols. It'd be like holes for Linscombe and Lind, like something like that. Lind has been like a throw-in. I know if there's a way to find that out, he's like the perfect throw-in right now. <laughs> no,
0: there is. I mean, you can go to uh, his player page, and you can look at all the trades that he has been involved in and in CBSSports.com leagues. It's actually a pretty cool feature. Um, Check and me out. I've got a computer. Al's going to do that now. Rotation time, as Al looks that up. Al, go to InstantRimShot.com. <laughs> and go with that. You need one of those. <laughs> Brian Mattis. Brian Mattis got his first win in 11 months. And he pitched six and a third at the Yankees, gave up one earned run, six hits, one walk, four strikeouts, only one earned run. Nando in 12 and a third over his last two starts, which came against Toronto and New York, and he's actually faced a pretty tough schedule so far. Uh, would you drop Liriano for Brian Mattis? Uh, possibly,
1: because I think at this point no one's going to re-pick up Liriano. You know, I, I kind of—they're both in the same vein for me. Although Liriano was more attractive. And the, heavy, the Javier Vazquez kind of turning around the second half way. Mattis is almost just all potential right now. Who's and he's encouraged by his, by his. I'm encouraged two by starts. it. I
0: just. Liriano's like a trick question for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, Drebeck or Mattis, Al? Uh, I'm a little less
2: scared of Drebeck at this point, so I'd go Drebeck, but I do find the start encouraging for Mattis because I don't recall seeing anything like this last year from him.
0: <laughs> no, it's been all losses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: 11
1: months is a long time. Yeah. His ERA since his last win was so bad. But uh, anyway. Adam, let me ask you something. If yes. You're, as a Yankees fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like this is like the measuring stick. Oh, he's got the Yankees this week. They're not the Yankees. Uh, something's wrong here. Like, remember Drew Smiley when Drew said, oh, he's got the Yankees this week. Yeah. And he gave one run against the Yankees.
0: Yeah, I'd like to look up. Uh, maybe Al can do it. Yeah, uh, most most <laughs> runs scored, but there are a lot of teams. You know, the Yankees clobber bad pitchers. They don't always. You know, they didn't do well against Jason Hammel on Monday. Yeah, Hammel matters. Look, Drew if Smiley. you well, look, Cano's not hitting, and that's a huge thing. Cano's not hitting. Gardner's out. Um, they got six Andrew other Jones and Raul Labanis are ball. not hitting Swisher, Gardner are both out and Cano is not hitting so it is not the Yankees right now I'm not a big Teixeira guy I don't think he's going to be a batting average guy there are a lot of outs in the Yankees lineup they're kind of an all or nothing team
1: Yeah, but uh, it just seems like this, they've got an army of pitchers who've performed well against the Yankees this year they're
0: supposed to mash lefties um Jeter's a great, great against lefties. Granderson, he homered last night. He's got nine. He homers off lefties. Cano hits lefties well. Then you got a Rod and to Sharewis. Which, uh, bottom line is, no, that right now they're not. Not, I'm not the kind of. I, I wouldn't look at a team, a guy who's facing the Yankees and say I'm not scared at all. I'll start him in fantasy, but I wouldn't shy away from a good pitcher. Not to say that Mattis was that guy. Right. Is that kind of how you feel? It's
1: kind of. It's it's just the yardstick. I don't think it's the Yankees or the you know everyone's like, the Rangers. The Yankees. They're
0: playing the Yankees. Yeah. The Rangers might be the new Yankees. The Rangers are, but I feel like even some, some, sub, some decent – like Blake Bevan, I think, had a really good start against the Rangers. The Red Sox. Smiley
1: had a good start against the Rangers, too. Maybe it's just that Smiley and Bevan and Mattis are better than we think they are, but they get
0: blown up by, you know.
1: How about Jared Parker Seattle.
0: yesterday Yeah, against the Red Sox? He was great. What were you going to say? Yeah, I no, think? I was just going to say, I think it's just baseball. That, yeah. you know, you just, things like that just happen. Well, let's move on to Jared Parker, though. He was really good. He was a lot better than Felix Dubron. Who would you rather own? I would rather
2: have Parker than Dubront. Yeah. I like them both, but you know Parker's definitely the more enticing prospect. Parker or Mattis? Parker. Parker. Parker's owning in 44%
0: of leagues. Should that be higher?
2: Yes. I'd say at least, not at least 50, not a lot higher, 50-55.
0: Ricky Nolasco dominated the Giants. His ERA is under three. He's owned in 74% of leagues. Should that be higher? I think that's perfect
1: for Ricky Nolasco. I agree. Based on what he can do to you damage-wise if he's not having a good game. <laughs>
0: If yeah. you somehow could pick him up, would you drop a Baldo Jimenez for Alaska? Yes, I would. I wouldn't right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jerome Williams threw a complete game shutout against the Twins with six strikeouts. He's two and one with a three five five ERA. Looking at his game log, though, it was more impressive than I thought. Three straight quality starts with six strikeouts in each game. So he's you know about to strike out an inning over his last three starts, and he's only owning twelve percent of leagues out.
2: Yeah, that's a little bit low. I think he might be pitching above his head a little bit right now, but um, Jerome Williams should be, he's underrated, should be owned in more leagues. Uh, I do think that it's easier to put up that kind of numbers again, those kinds of numbers against the Twins uh, than a lot of other AL teams. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think he's, uh should be in definitely all of the, uh, the AL only leagues.
0: And rotation spot number five is a, is a, a twin twin bill here. Sean Markham and Edison Volquez. Markham in 92% of leagues. That's how many he's owned in. Volquez owned in 64% of leagues. They both threw seven shutout innings in Petco. Who are you more impressed with, Nando? I think Volquez. Markham is, you know, this is what we've been expecting from Markham for
1: a while. But Volquez, uh, still kind of shaky, still kind of scary, but it's impressive to throw seven shutout innings, albeit in Petco. Yeah, he actually looked pretty
0: good. This is I, why I watched a liked. lot of this game. Man, I I liked him a lot preseason, just because he's in Petco. Basically, Al, if he has a home start, I'm I'm probably starting him every every time he's got a
2: home start. That's looking like a better move than what I expected, because I was not hot on him at all, even with the move to Petco. The thing that really surprised me with Volquez now is the 1.16 WHIP. Yeah. Really, and I'm I'm just not buying it because um, he's still walking a lot of guys. I don't think he did in this particular game. Uh, maybe one. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I'm not. Not impressed with the control so far, but maybe the the lack of home runs at Petco is is going to be enough for him at least in the home starts. Because yeah, it's
0: funny you say that because there were some good plays made pretty deep in the outfield yeah. last night. I think I saw three at least three. I'd say yeah,
2: yeah. So uh, yeah, I think he could be a solid matchups guy at this point. Yeah, sixty four percent ownership.
0: Should that be higher?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I could see that at like seventy five.
0: Parker or Volquez? Still Parker for me. I might go Volquez on that one. Can't get you guys to know, agree why, on anything. Why do you laugh? <laughs> because you guys just keep disagreeing. Uh, do you like baseball? <laughs> uh, yes. Okay, good. I hate baseball. Oh, oh, wow, come on. That's not, <laughs> That's not true. That's not. Injuries, news, and notes. Oh, <laughs> can we
2: Can we do a quick little yeah, yeah, Adam yeah. Lind? Yeah, yeah. Uh, hit free, it. Free, free All right, here. Hit it. All right, so yeah, pe- people are throwing in Adam Lind. All right, four pool holes. Somebody's uh, given Weaver and Santana. Oh, and I'll throw you in Lynn to play first base. Another one for Poolholes. I'll give you Ryan Braun and Zach Greinke. Oh, and here's Adam Lynn to play first base. Uh, this one actually I find interesting though. When he's alone, Adam Lynn straight up for Blake Bevan. Wow. That was a
0: trade. So Can you click on Blake Bevan and confirm that he had a good start against the Rangers? <laughs> like, yeah. Keep it running. This is live. And people. let me ask you this question. I know. So you say he's like a throwing. Yeah, but th- throw him in Lind. If you have pool holes, are you insulted by the Adam Lind? throw? Like, in other words, is he a good throw-in, or is he like, I'm kind of robbing you by throwing Adam Linden?
1: Uh, well, no, I think you know, you're looking at someone who you've, you've got to throw them back a first baseman, and I'm assuming these teams that have Adam Lind, they're not starting him at first base. You know, He's like the corner infielder, like the dude on the bench. So, well, I'm taking your first baseman. Let me give you back Adam Lind because I already have Prince Fielder, something like that. Right, but I mean it's you know you're getting the other guy you're getting is what's a, it's like Holiday and Lind for Pujols. Right, Holiday yeah. either ho- holiday, 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 yeah, either way. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Screw you, Azer. Yeah, <laughs> good call on the Rangers at Texas. Uh, one earned run in six and a third, and uh, his first three starts were all
0: quality starts this year. Yeah, Bevin's been been solid. Good, a little AL only guy. Injuries, news and notes. Justin Morneau will avoid the DL. That's very good news. Alan Craig made his season debut. Someone said we have to talk about Alan Craig and Carlos Quentin. So let's talk about Craig. He played first base. Matt Carpenter out yesterday, um, not in the minors, just out of the lineup. Two hits and an RBI plus a run. All right, what do you make of Craig now with uh, Berkman? He'll be back eventually. And right, talk about him. Go. He, hey, there's a tether ball for you.
1: You can just bounce around. He hits you one way, you hit him back the other way. First base, second base, third base, outfield, sure, wherever let's you need go to put it. Alan let's Craig. With that. There you go. There's your tether ball. His What's
2: his fantasy value? Uh, yeah, staring mixed leagues while well, he's got this job, while well, Berkman is still out, start him. And when Berkman's back? Uh, then I think you got to stash him and wait and see what uh, Mike Matheny does there. I, I have a feeling he's just going to find some way to find Craig playing time, but I'd like to see how he does it first.
1: Yeah, it's got, I, I can't see a place where he's, he's
0: like, he'll be Mark Trumbo, maybe. He'll yeah. become Mark Trumbo. Nolan Reimold has a bulging disc in his back. Orioles hope he can return by Friday against Boston. Ryan Zimmerman com- could come off the DL Sunday, so you probably will be able to get him in your lineup for week six. Mike Napoli has a vision issue. He's getting his eye checked. Kevin Euculus, Jason Hayward, Josh Hamilton, they're all day-to-day. Tough break for Jeremy Affeld. His kid, his four-year-old kid, jumps into his arms to greet him. FL catches him, hurts his back, and now he's on the DL.
1: Oh, his knee—he hurt his knee. <laughs> I just see this kid looking like uh, Gustav Gloop from—I
0: uh, don't know who is—from is. Willy I mean, Wonka and like, the Chocolate Factory. Oh, oh,
2: oh, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> uh, starter sit. Uh, starter sit. Barry Zito today against the Marlins.
2: Al, the Marlins can't hit lefties. They can't. Uh, that's been a long-standing thing for them. But uh, I'm still probably not starting Zito uh, outside of NL only. Oh fine. He's got great splits against Miami. That was in a little look yeah, ahead might, might be wrong. I, I'm not trusting it. But, yeah, I mean, you're right. There's all sorts of track records there to support you starting him. You had my back yesterday with Zito on the
1: show. <laughs> <But> what, <laughs> did, what did I say? Because uh, I think Zito is like 6-1 lifetime against Miami with like a
0: two-point-something ERA. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Miles you know, yeah,
1: can't have lefties. They can't. But i, I
2: still be nervous about starting him.
0: <laughs> Red Sox. Uh, let's t- talk about uh, two prospects here. The Red Sox recalled shortstop Jose Iglesias. Does that matter?
2: Nah, I don't think he's going to see a lot of playing time.
0: And the Rays prospect Tim Beckham is suspended 50 games for using a recreational drug. Does that matter? Uh, well, it does to at least one emailer uh,
2: because <laughs> he picked him up as uh, he thought a potential part of the solution for the the Rays with their infield, uh, you know, with Longoria out. But obviously, that's not going to be happening. So
0: bad timing. Bad, bad timing. He was was he the number one overall pick or just a a number one overall? No, wow, number one overall pick. Not doing so well right now. Ted Lilly left his start after 79 pitches with a stiff lat muscle. Corey Lubke will miss today's start with left left shoulder soreness, but not a candidate for the DL. Jeff Supon will likely take his place. I know we are all rushing to get Jeff Supon right now. It's soup time. (laughs) Matt Gamble left yesterday's game with a twisted knee. Michael Morris is aiming for June 1st. Uh, before a Carlos Quentin update, Al, do you think Neftali Feliz may have just been rusty yesterday when he did not pitch well? Remember, he had to start skip yeah. last week. Uh, I didn't think it was a great
2: matchup for him in the first place, but I didn't expect him to be quite that bad. So, yeah, I think that's probably a factor. But, uh, I yeah. hope so. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, can we also just go back to Lily for a second? Because you mentioned yeah. that he, he was pulled early, um, but he's really been, been good. Uh, so you know, hopefully for uh, owners next week, Lily will be ready to make his next starts because he does have a, a two start week coming up. Uh, I think that's right, and I think they're well, with good matchups too. This is not a two start week for Lily. Yeah. I, no, I don't think. I think this uh, one against the Rockies was his only. Okay. His only start. Um, But the weird thing for him is in his four starts, I mean, this is a guy that I always use as the poster child for extreme fly ball syndrome. Right, he's keeping the ball in the park. And he's keeping the ball in the park, and it's not just you know weird luck or anything. I mean, he actually has like a normal ground ball rate so far this year. So I don't know if after all these years he's trying something different. But, again, something that
1: bears watching. Maybe that's what contributed to his lat muscle, being stiff. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was just kidding. That's not (laughs) – Well, you know, Don Mattingly, obviously, best manager in baseball right ever. now. now yeah, no, uh, ever. ever, yeah. <laughs> now I know Carlos Quentin, is he on your radar? He is.
1: I mean, it almost might be, in a way, too late right now. I mean, I think this Carlos Quentin buzz has been building a little bit that he's coming back. He's yeah, way. but he's going to be playing in Petco, though. How good could he be? Uh, I always go back to Adrian Gonzalez at 40 home runs at Petco. It's possible. I, I'm not, I know. I know it's power sapping, but, you know, I don't think it'll sap him too much. I, I think Quentin is one of the few guys who could show
2: power in that ballpark. I mean, I think he's an elite power hitter. I mean, he's not. I, I want to be really clear that I don't think he's an elite fantasy player in a late, elite player period because he's too much of a liability in terms of just getting on, on base, you know, getting base hits. But, um, yeah, in
0: terms of just the power, I mean, I think there are a few that, that can equal him. So he's in the maybe the Adam Dunn, Carlos Pena category, yes. batting average killer. Exactly. A lot of pop. Yep. Which is Nando's favorite player. I love him. <laughs>
1: well, I prefer batting average. Yeah. Quentin, I think Quentin might have had a couple two seventy seasons mixed in there. He's, right, yeah, I I, guess at least one, I
0: probably shouldn't lump him with those two guys. Well, I don't think he strikes out
1: as much, but the
2: that batting average is still as much of a problem because he pops out a ton. All right. Yeah, to is a very good
1: comp. Very good comp. Could hit two seventy five, likely won't. Yeah. But could.
0: Closers. Let's look at closers real quick and then we'll grade your <laughs> trades. Guerra earned his eighth save. That was good to see. He didn't allow a hit, though. He bailed out Kenley Jansen, too. Did he? Well, Kenley Jansen
1: had a terrible inning before him.
0: Oh, I thought he did okay. I re- well, maybe a couple
1: hits, walks,
0: blah, blah, blahs. That makes me sad. I don't know if bailed out is the right term, but he <laughs> was better than Kenley Jansen. Blue I'm sorry, Jays <laughs> relief. And Dom Mattingly was pumped after the win, too. It seems like he really has a lot invested in Javier. Uh, Blue Jays relief pitcher Francisco Cordero has been filling in for Sergio Santos. He... Blew his second save and has been terrible. He's owned in forty-two percent of leagues. Is he worth owning? I mean, unless you just you're desperate. Desperation. Uh, Grant Balfour struggled five earned runs in his last two outings, and he could not even get through the ninth yesterday. Uh, thoughts on Balfour? I like him. I, I think you know you give your
1: closers a few bumps in the road here. Brandon League went through a terrible stretch last year for, for I think four games. There was a pull him pull him and then he rattled off like two scoreless months after that <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think like balfour is gonna you know you give you give these guys a couple hits here and there and then no one's gonna
0: finish with zero point you're all right i'm glad you mentioned brandon league because we've talked about brandon league being a mariners trade candidate and somebody that you might lose a close if you if you have him you might lose a closer because he might become a setup man whatever uh grant balfour was watching the red sox a's game last night and Peter Gammons was on as a color broadcaster, and was awesome. The guy is so interesting. And he was talking about how the A's need to build Balfour's value. So uh, I don't know if we've really talked about him in that boat uh, of a guy who could be traded, but probably something you need to keep an eye on, right? I think that makes a lot of
2: sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I certainly trust Peter Gammons' uh, judgment on that. Yeah. yeah, It just makes sense when you look at the situation. Yeah, sorry. Didn't mean to interrupt you. You didn't interrupt me.
0: You're on board. No, I'm I on board. Mean... I think that's. I that's... would have interrupted you. No problem. And not. No <laughs> <board>. <laughs> but I mean, here's the problem,
1: though. Who are you gonna tra- you going trade him for? Fine, Mariano Rivera, Jonathan Papelbon. But it could always just backfire, and one of these closers could get hurt. No, you, you mean you think could, you're all smart about it?
0: And... You can trade him for a guy who has more more security, not uh, <laughs> Jordan Walden. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Who's got I mean, the closers are weird, weird, weird things. Well, who's the guy you could trade him for right now? A guy who has a job as a second. Tier close. Javi Guerra. I mean, I guess I he's not that secure. <laughs> maybe Jim Johnson. Yeah,
2: that, that's the next name that I came up with. That, yeah, in my own head was Jim Johnson. So
0: who'd you rather have, uh, Johnson or, or Balfour?
2: Uh, yeah, that's tough. I think I probably, maybe Johnson just by a
1: little bit for exactly the reasons that we're talking about. If you have both of them, though, that's, that's smart closer work right there. Yeah. Get them cheap. No one's really paying attention to them.
0: What about Andrew Bailey? Let's say you didn't need a closer right now. That's.
1: Well, if you can afford, you know, if you've got some depth, then I think that's a nice move. Head-to-head leagues, he'll be very valuable down the stretch. You, well, p- you pile that guy in, you know.
0: Yeah. What about Brett Myers? He has six saves and a 1.17 ERA. But another guy you got to figure could be on mm-hmm. the block. Yeah.
2: It's, yeah. He's already the subject of rumors. So <laughs> it's just this is just a weird. I mean, closers are always <laughs> so tough to yeah. rely on, but this seems like an especially strange season
1: for closers. What's funny with Houston is the guy behind him presumably would be lying. Who could also be traded? <laughs> I mean, I don't even know who I I'd say. Who would emerge? I guess mine would be your backup, you know, for the rest of the year there in Houston if, if if Myers gets traded. But you know, beyond that, I don't know what you do there.
0: And Al, throw your hands up and celebrate. Heath Bell got to save last night. Yeah, <laughs> hands are up. Yep. Celebration started. Congratulations, Heath Bell. Grade the trade time. i will try to do these quickly here. Uh, this is uh, from Matt via email. Was thinking of trading. Fielder, and f- uh, Fielder slash Bonifacio. Is that and or, or? I'm going to say it's and. Well, then he says Here, for Hosmer and
2: Lori. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> that doesn't, as an or to me, that doesn't make sense because I
0: think Fielder's got a lot more value. But. Maybe give two grades on this. Okay, okay. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Was thinking of trading Fielder and Bonifacio for Hosmer and Lori. Is that fair? I have Prado and Crash Davis at third base. Field, giving up Fielder and Bonifacio for Hosmer and Lowry. Professor Al, teacher assistant Nando, and myself, Dean Azer. we are going to grade. Go ahead, Al. What's your grade? Uh, okay, so he's trading away Fielder, so I, I give this a, a C.
2: You know what? I'm giving this a C-, because I just think he loses this trade. I give minus. B-.
1: I like getting Lowry back. Lowry. <laughs> I'm not going to swear. Thank you, Dean Adam. <laughs> this is, I cannot get this right. You like this? You like getting Laurie and Hosmer for Bonifacio? I do. I'm down on Hosmer, but I'm, I'm I'm more down on Bonifacio. Okay, I'm sorry. Al. Um, from I Kevin talk, Wilson I'll, via Twitter. You get to keep your job.
0: <laughs> <laughs> happened in my points league Monday. Pool holes for Neftali Feliz and David Ortiz. I give it an F, but I'm against vetoing. Somebody gave up pool holes and got Feliz and Ortiz. Yeah, i give it a D, and also
2: against vetoing. Yeah. I'm, you give I'm it a D from
1: who's, who lost? The guy
0: who traded
1: pool holes. Yeah, the guy who got Feliz and Ortiz. Okay. Lost by a lot. Kevin's a tougher grader than me, though.
0: Unless this guy likes rhyming, <laughs> then you lost. But otherwise, you got Feliz <laughs> and Ortiz, you did well. He also has weeks and weeks. And <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Spence, uh, Spence598 via Twitter. I gave up Miguel Cabrera, got Cargo, and Cole Hamels.
1: Gave up. A-minus.
0: What do you hey. think,
2: Professor? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm kind of stuck on this. Uh, yeah, B-minus because I'd, I'd still rather eh, – it's pretty even trade, but yeah, I'd rather have Miggy B-minus.
0: From Chris via email, is there any need for Bryce Harper to have that much eye black on his face? One would think that would be more annoying than anything. <laughs> so we have to grade Bryce Harper now? Well, actually, he didn't have an eye black yesterday. Oh. Yeah, A plus. Yeah, A plus. Maybe this is Chris CC to uh, the Washington Nationals. Maybe. maybe. Anyways, I made this trade this week in a 16-team head-to-head points six-keeper league. I dealt away Desmond Jennings, Jason Hayward, Ted Lilly, Emilio Bonifacio, and Carlos Marmol. Dealt away Jennings, Hayward, Lilly, Bonifacio, and Marmol for Jose Bautista, B.J. Upton, Matt Garza, Edwin Jackson, and Ian Desmond.
1: I like that a lot. That's a B-plus right there.
2: Sorry, a lot of moving parts in this this deal. But, uh, yeah,
0: uh, I'm I'm with Nando. I like it. It'd be. And last one from Furious. He's just furious. <laughs> Dear three men and a baby, Josh Johnson is single-handedly killing me in my head-to-head Roto Categories League. I'm afraid to start him at San Diego this week. He has a 5 ERA, 1.74 whip. But, but, but... His BABIP is 436. His FIP is 215. I don't know. Is that good or bad, Al? That's really good. It's an ERS-ERA estimate, so oh, okay. that looks like a good ERA to you, <laughs> Yeah, that's good. He's striking out <laughs> 7.8 batters per nine, and he hasn't given up a home run yet. Really? I didn't know that. Um, how can someone's luck be this bad, even in a small sample of 28 innings? What the dealio? Uh,
2: I'm sure if we dug around, we'd find something even crazier, something worse. Uh, so... Yeah, I think those are all the right numbers to look at. I, I would not trust that ERA and whip for Johnson.
0: He's, especially the last few starts, he's been really good.
1: Especially at San Diego? Yeah, come and, on. Uh, if you're not going to start Josh
0: Johnson at San Diego, then you might as well drop him.
1: And also, is Dilly, I always thought Dilly Yo. Like Dilly Yo. Nah, I think that's right. Dilly like I think it's Dilly Yo.
0: Like that? I think Buster Rhymes screwed it up. I think it's what the Dilly like Buster Rhymes Yo. invented it. You think so? Yeah, it was
1: the song. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I could be wrong. I
0: feel, I feel like I invented that on a previous podcast. <laughs> Give myself credit. For that. <laughs> all right, fine. <laughs> no, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Not uh, uh, no, Dilly-O or Dilly-O? I'm going to go dilly okay. I know, okay, right, I know yeah. Al likes Al yeah. yeah.
2: But we disagree on everything. We'll find something.
0: See you later, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow when Scott White will be back, and we'll play a little buy or sell, do a prospects report, and we'll talk to you on Thursday. Take it easy.